When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Empire. You thought you knew, but you have no idea. It's the urban sports scene. You are listening to the Urban Sports Scene, and we are part of Amphire Media. That's Amphiremedia.com. I'm Will Lane. I'm joined by my co-host, Will T. Ray Jeezy's out. What's going on, Will T.? Everything's copacetic on my end, man. You know, dealing with some first world issues. My, uh, first world issues? Yeah, first world issues, man. My MacBook Pro uh, went out. The oh, hard drive went oh, out. Man, so that's first world issue. That's you some real mean? stuff. Man. I need a MacBook, man. Yeah. I, got one, I, got a, I have a whole Mac in my office, though. So that count, it's like mine, right? Yeah, there you go. Hey, there you go. Thank yeah, you, you, thank yeah. you, government. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, I don't, so you know, Ray and I, we went to the, uh, we covered the uh, Antoine Russell thing. Oh, y'all did? Y'all yeah. went to the fight? Yeah, we went to the fight, got some video, Antoine. Uh, did you see knockout? Yeah, I saw it. Impressive, right? Yeah, impressive. Yeah. Shout out to LaShawn, man. She set that up, though. Shout out to LaShawn. Yeah, I went to, I not went to, I saw the fight and then I turned on to the other channel to watch that main event i heard it was heard it was like that it was everyone told me i missed i missed i was at the wrong thing um no i'm not gonna say you had the wrong thing because you know you were you yeah you know you and you know you went to antoine's fight and you know it was was it was in the home it was at home you know in pg county at the mgm theater Uh in oxen hill Uh um so it was great that y'all went to support and you know show love but um, I was interested in seeing his fight yeah. on that card and his fight only, yeah. and then I wanted too. to see yeah. um, the main event on the four-letter uh, sports channel. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but it was impressive, man. I ain't gonna hold, I ain't gonna hold you, Antoine. Shout out to Antoine, man. What he did was he ready for he ready for the big time, man. I've been I've been saying we've been saying it for years though. He's ready for the big time. All right, man. Ant Papyre Media hosts multiple DMV uh, sports podcast shows, such as the John Kine Report, hosted by ESPN Washington Commanders Insider John Kine. And Jones football hosted by USA Today insider Mike Jones. Who? Mike Jones. What? Mike Jones. I'm talking about, hey, subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Just search the Urban Sports Scene. Make sure you subscribe to the Urban Sports Scene YouTube channel as well. Hey, this show can be found on Podcast DC, the local app with hundreds of options in local news and health in the DMV region. Download the Podcast DC app to hear all of the Amplifier shows as well as, well as other great content. Don't forget to tweet us at Urban Sports Scene. Hit us up on IG at Urban Sports Scene and like our Urban Sports Scene Facebook page. Hey, also join our Urban Sports Scene Facebook group. Search Urban Sports Scene, sports bloggers, sports podcasters, and sports debates. Will T. Let's get into our tradition, the pregame. Hey, man, here's what we have on tap. We'll chat with Tony McGee's Pro Football Plus Washington Commanders reporter Donna Hopkins about the Commanders' preseason victory over the Cleveland Browns, Washington's joint practices with the Baltimore Ravens, and a preview of their preseason game against the Ravens. Then at 8.35, Bowie TV Sports Ravens reporter Karita Parks will join us to provide the Ravens uh, the Ravens' take of the Ravens uh, and Commanders' joint 
uh, practice, which happened today. That's day two. And finally, at 8.55, we'll talk about James Harden vowing to never return to the Sixers if President Daryl Morey is there. Interesting story right there. I know, right, man? A lot of beef, man. He's beefing with – he's got some Biggie Pock beef with uh, – with more. I mean, yeah. we. I mean, none of us know if it's justified or not, but we'll get into we'll it later. We'll definitely on. get into it. But anyway, right now we have Tony McGee's Pro Football Plus Washington Commanders reporter Donna Hopkins on the line. What's up, Donna? What's up, fellas? <laughs> How are you, Donna? Great, great, great. Glad to be back with you all. Oh, We're what? glad to have you back. Yeah, Donna. We know you know we love you. You know we love having you on the show, Donna. You already know this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but I mean, it's been uh, been a little minute. So, hey, Don, it ain't so been I'm that long. It ain't been that I, long. I'm Don. just I'm just teasing. <laughs> I'm just messing with you all. As people say, I'm just pulling your leg. Thanks, Donna. <laughs> hey, so Donna, hey, so obviously you've been in you've been in camp uh, the last two days of this you know this this great uh, practice with the two teams on like 95 with the uh, Washington Commanders and Baltimore Ravens up. Uh, before we talk about the joint practice, we got to, you know, we got to talk about you know Saturday's preseason game uh, the, with the uh, with Washington's performance against the Browns. They beat the Browns seventeen to fifteen. What stood out to you about Washington's performance on Saturday, last Saturday? Uh, I, I think you when you look at let let me start with the offensive side of the ball because that's the major concern going into the season mm-hmm. is on the offensive side as far as that offensive line. I thought that the offensive line got pushed around and they made, you know, everybody more concerned after that Cleveland game. But I think Sam Howell did a pretty good job. He was pretty impressive with what he did. I mean, you know, the first series, there there, there was some struggles there. But I think with Eric B. Enemy's uh, offense that he has this team in, that that's going to help Sam and this offensive line with all the other weapons that they've got at wide receivers, the running back core of guys. But I think everybody was going into this game, and I know for me, I was looking at two areas of this team more so than any other, and that was Sam Howell and the offensive line. And so I thought Sam, you know, stepped it up. He he looked good. He uh, commanded the huddle. Um uh, you know, and when you look at his feet and, and he got away from, you know, because of his feet, he ended up uh, keeping himself from getting sacked a few times. So I think that uh, and, and everybody is saying that he reminds you of RG3. I don't think it's any comparison. Oh, no, they got to stop that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think uh, only because I think that they said because, you know, he can scramble. Okay. And so I think his scrambling and ability uh, helped you know, um, him not to get sacked because of that offensive line. So I thought the offensive line in, in that first preseason game against uh, Cleveland, they struggled. Um, and, you know, I walked away more. Hey, Donna. Donna, you still there? A little bit about the joint practices and why I had a, a, a glimmer of hope and everything. And on the defensive side of the ball, some of the younger guys in the secondary struggled somewhat. I know Quinn Martin was, uh, you know, upset about his performance. But I think overall, this is a guy that's, you know, coming in, having to learn. And so it's going to be some growing pains there also. But I wanted to jump back quickly to the offensive side. Chris Rodriguez also stood out in that Cleveland game, you know, with the second unit. He, He was pretty impressive and has been in training camp. So, I mean, like I said, you you look at the core of the starters as far as that wide receivers group 
with uh, uh, McLaurin. You know, Terry is Terry. Has been having a tremendous camp. Uh, Curtis Samuels, also a solid camp. Dodson, and then you've got Deami Brown. When you look at that, those four, those guys are already set. Now, the, the next tier after that, you've got some battles as far as the wide receiver group, and then you go over to the running backs. You're solid there. Uh, between uh, Robinson and Antonia Gibson. And even when you look at uh, Patterson and some of those guys, it's some uh, positions up for grabs as far as everybody is fighting, you know, after that tier of people that I spoke about to make this team. Uh, and then I think the other area you got to be concerned with is the tight end position, only because Logan Thomas is not in there. He's been out with that calf injury, although up in the joint practice with the Ravens, he was on the sidelines. But Coach Rivera said that they're being precautious with him as far as that calf muscle. But let me just say this, uh, guys. He is so key to this offense, not taking away from Coach Turner, not taking away from John Bates and some of the other younger guys. But Logan Thomas what he does and and being the veteran that he is he you know tight end is huge crucial in coach be on the enemy's offense and logan is that type of tight end that he needs to be in there so he's missed and if he and you know and coach turner has looked good and bates looked good in those you know the joint practice but they are not logan thomas and leading up to this calf uh, injury or whatever, if it's a strain, if it's a pull or, or whatever it is, Logan Thomas was having a solid camp and you could see why they would miss that kind of, uh, you know, output that he provides as far as that tight end position. But, you know, the first game, like you said, uh, it's in the, in, it's in the bag and, you know, you could take some good takeaways from the defense, but it's going to be this, Next game coming up against the Ravens that they, you know, who they play again after these this joint practice situation. And I think that that's going to tell you a lot more about this team because camp is camp. You're going up against each other. You're beating each other up. But you want to be able to uh, uh, suit up and, and play a, another team that, where you can kind of like see where you're at. And I think that Ravens uh, uh, joint practice and them that uh, next preseason game coming up because hey guys this is going to be the the game that the starters probably play the most because in that last preseason game you're barely going to see them they probably play one series and they're out. All right, Don. Let me ask you this: You've been around the team. Um, let's go. Let's fast forward. Let's go, let's look in, not to the future but in the present and and into the future this upcoming weekend. You've been around the team after they had this 17-15 to 15 victory over the Browns. What's been the attitude of the as Sam Howe as the leader of this offense? And also, what has been the attitude of Eric Bieniemy this week? We know that there's been some um, statements made about his tone and temperament and intensity with the, uh, with, the, with the players on the offensive side of the ball. With the people who are crying? Yes. <laughs> about him working them hard. Yes. Yes. Please, I tell people you can. Well, you couldn't have been under my coaches, and not only that, <laughs> you shouldn't be playing, complaining about anything. When have you won? If this guy comes in as a winner, and he's trying to instill into this team what has been missing 
for all these years. So for somebody to cry about you, him making them work a little harder to, to, to be a winner and what it takes to be a winner, nobody should have been saying anything. That I mean, that the, the reason why people were crying about that is that because you're not used to that kind of practice. You're not used to teams who go, are in the playoffs or in the Super Bowl. You're not used to that because you haven't had that type of coaching for a long time. So I'm going to leave it there as far as uh, I think I love his tone. I love how he's pushing them to be better. And like he said, he's making people accountable, but he has an open door policy. So if anybody had a problem, knock on the door and go talk to him with that. Now, going back to Sam Howell, this guy is, you can see the growth. And and I, I tell people that you have to understand with Sam is that he is in his really first year as an NFL quarterback. He had one game last year for the most part. So he's basically, you, you have to kind of like deal with a few growing pains with him. Mm-hmm. So you give him some of, of a pass. But in looking at him from the beginning of training camp to this point now, you can see the growth. You can see that the confidence is coming. You can see that he's more comfortable in what he's doing. He's not overthinking things. You know how, you know, you're thinking too much as a quarterback and you just have, have to react. Mm-hmm. Boom. You don't have time to, to, to uh, think too long. And I know that Coach Rivera said in the joint practice with the Ravens is that he got the ball out a little fast. Donna, you still there? So you like that about him that he's releasing the ball a little faster, although Coach Rivera said also that he still wants him to get the ball out of his hands a little quicker. And the reason why that is so important also is when you have an offensive line that, you know, that has struggled in pass protection, he's got to be able to get that ball out to the target and, and everything uh, because, you know, the defense reacts so quick. So, I kind of like what I'm seeing in Sam as far as his development and moving forward and those uh, joint practice with the Ravens. You really saw that first day and even the offensive line. Now, you, uh, the offensive line surprised me against Baltimore's top defense. They, they pretty much was more impressive the first day than the Ravens' uh, number one defense. So I was uh, happy to see that, you know, development with that offensive line. Let, now, let's pump the brakes still. It's a lot more that they have to do to be a good offensive line as far as you, you just saw. I told you a glimpse of a little hope in uh, seeing improvement in the offensive line in that joint, those joint practices with the Ravens. But it's a lot that still needs to happen because if you get one injury on the offensive line, you are in trouble. And there's some battles there, you know, as far as the guard position, uh, the center, backup center. Uh, you know, it's some people that are, you know, still jarring for those for that. But I think you have to be happy with what you saw in those joint practice between the commanders and the Ravens from uh, the quarterback position and the offensive line. Um, so, so in answering your question, this game coming up on Monday night against the Ravens, it's going to be more of a telltale because let me just say this, it was so heated in those, uh, two practices between the commanders and the, the Ravens, but they got to remember is 
in in a regular game, you're not going to explode like that. So you got to be able to get in what you need to get in versus going at it. But as uh, Charles Leno said, we're not backing down from nobody. And that's what you <laughs> saw from the offensive line. You saw some guys that get in there that weren't going to get pushed around as much as people have been talking about the offensive line. They stood up. Uh. They stood up. And 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 battle with the Ravens' number one defense. So Donna, like we're talking about camp now, then so let's go right into it. So for you, who had the best couple of days of joint practice with the Ravens uh, for the uh, for the Commanders? Say that again. I'm, I'm sorry. No problem. So, right, no, I'm sorry. So you know, we're talking about camp, uh, the practice, the joint practices. So uh, so who had the best couple of days of joint practice for the Commanders against the Ravens? Well, well, let's start with the offensive side of the ball. You know, those wide receivers was smoking. I mean, Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuels just, you know, over the middle. Sam uh, hit them with some some nice passes over the middle. Uh, But Terry and the route running between him and Curtis Samuels was pretty impressive. Both of them look polished in their route running. uh, And even Jahan uh, Dotson, uh, those guys. Uh, I think uh, wide receiver-wise, you, you've got to like what you see there. It, and, you know, it's no surprise right there, but it was a surprise with them going up, you know, um, against the Ravens' uh, uh, defense and Terry uh, and Curtis Samuels, that, that one-two punch right there, you saw the evidence in there. And I think the surprise, like I said, of Sam and the way he just uh, conducted himself up there there on that side of the ball and the offensive line, like I said, the first day looked pretty impressive against uh, the Ravens' defense. Now let's trickle on over to the uh, defensive side of the ball. It was some struggles there. And was dominant. <laughs> it was no question about that. Um, you know, in in the day two of that that camp, L- L- Lamar Lamar uh, Jackson he struggled against uh, the defensive front. Okay. Uh, he wasn't able to connect uh, effectively with his receivers because the smoke that was coming from that defensive front <laughs> was pretty impressive. I mean, you I mean from and then Chase Young wasn't even dressed because you know he had that stinger in the Cleveland game, so they were keeping him out caution for that. But let me tell you, Montez Sweat has had a phenomenal training camp, and the way he was uh, dominating on that edge against the the Ravens' offensive line, and what what can you say about John Allen and Deron Payne that just has this nastiness about them right now? That defense, and then some of the younger guys uh, that that are battling KJ Henry, you know. He looked impressive, and Andre Jones is another defensive end. Uh, these are both rookies for the commanders, a, a seventh-round pick and the sixth-round pick. These guys really have looked good in training camp, and they look good in that joint practice against the Ravens. So you were impressed with that defensive front all the way across the, 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 the board. And although Lamar Jackson struggled, and I mean, he was missing targets left and right, Mm. Odell Beckham, uh, and and so forth. But Flowers, uh, their their wide receiver. Zay Flowers? Zay Flowers? Zay Flowers was, he's going to be pretty impressive because this guy's fast. He run, his route running is uh, phenomenal. 
he gave uh, Emmanuel Forbes all he could handle. And you could just tell that he's going to be a receiver that you better keep your eye on this season. Now, I talked about the defensive front pretty impressive both days. But I think where they struggled a little bit is some, some good points. And Terry McLaurin talked about just the development of this guy, uh, you know, moving forward. But you could tell that, you know, this is the NFL and he's got to get used to, you know, the, the what, what they're throwing at, you know, him as far as the offensive schemes and so forth that he may not seen in college. And Quinn Martin, we talked about him. But these are guys that uh, Kendall Fuller and all the guys are still, uh, you know, talking about how much of these guys are going to be good and moving forward. So I thought that Emmanuel Forbes struggled, you know, uh, uh, up there the, 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 the two days. He had some good points. Uh, and, and then he had some points where he was struggling. You know, they were pushing him around, you know, because he is small, but he has such quick reaction as far as getting to the ball and whatever that the receivers have to make sure that they've got the hands out because he knocks a lot of balls around. And he's had a solid training camp, but just struggled in those joint practices. And like Martin, like we said, struggled in that first preseason game. But, you know, uh, you know, the younger guys struggled a little bit. Uh, the secondary, uh, St. Jude's, he didn't play the first day of that joint practice, but he's had a solid camp too. You, If he can stay healthy, he's going to be solid. Cam Sims, that group right there, and even the linebacker group, you know, that was a concern on the defensive side is the linebackers, but they've looked pretty impressive too. Uh, so I, I think that the joint practice um, exposed some things that they need to work on and clean up still on both sides of the ball. But I think that, you know, looking at the early projections of this team, they've got the tools and everything, you know, to much better. They're going to be much better than the, over the, uh, the years. And, and one reason why they're going to be much better on the offensive side of the ball, because of the offensive coordinator. You know it. So, so Donna, also, you know, since you're so phenomenal. Oh, so, Don, so, Donna, in terms of. Um, you know, you're speaking all this, this some good stuff about camp because actually, this is something that I'm, I'm happy that you know, certain, certain the offensive line has, has stepped up. But obviously, this game is important Monday night because you are going against a team in the Ravens that hates to lose preseason games, they have a 24 game winning streak in the preseason, and then we all know preseason the 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 outcome of preseason in terms of wins or losses isn't the most important thing, it's about how people play. So, in terms of a player who needs a good performance against a quality Ravens team that has that is all about winning, winning and playing at a high level. Who needs a good performance Monday night for the Commanders? It's got to be the offensive line. Okay. They have they they've got to show that they can pass block because their pass blocking is what they struggle with even in training camp. Mm. Because I mean they're going up against uh, a defensive front with every day you know, uh, with the commander's defensive front. So they're used to, you know, that dominant defense. So I think that they've got to build from those two two uh, joint practices because, like I said, we saw a glimpse of improvement from them, but it's got to be more than a glimpse. Uh, it's got to be a running river almost, <laughs> uh, you know. Uh, but I think that from that side of the ball, you've got to see – 
improvement continue with the offensive line because the Ravens didn't throw everything at them in this joint practice. They're going to throw probably, and you know, no team is going to throw a whole bunch, uh, you know, what they're going to do during the course of the season with that opening mm-hmm. game. But you're going to see uh, enough that you're going to be able to tell where this team is more so than those two practices. So I think that Sam has to continue to improve. We've got, you know, from the Cleveland game and, and the way he played in that game and what we saw there, we he's got to step it up again to, to show us even more. Opener is right around the corner. So I would say that more so on on that side of the ball offensively is the offensive line and Sam even more so. And and I think that even the tight end play, because if Logan is not going to be in there right now for that opening game, then Bates and Cole Turner is going to have to really, you know, be solid in their performances against the Ravens. Because like I said, you're going to see the starters play, play probably more so in this game, maybe for a whole half. Okay. Uh, so, so then on the defensive side, you know, those young corners and everything, uh, you know, with, you know, the joint practices and where they struggled some, I would want to see them improve. I'm not worried about the defensive front. Uh, you, you may be just looking at who's going to be those players that are on the bubble on the defensive side of the ball on the front that may need to have a solid uh, performance in, you know, in that final, because you're talking about, you know, uh, uh, Ify and, uh, you know, he's been backing up uh, Chase Young since he's not been there. Then you got, like I said, uh, number 48, Andre Jones, the seventh round pick from Louise and Lafayette. And then KJ Henry, he's not going anywhere. And then you got James Smith, William and Casey Tuhill. They're all battling for, you know, three out of four spots. So when I look at those names, those are all solid players and they've all played pretty well. So those are some guys that you may want to watch on the defensive side of the ball who is drawing for a position to make that roster. And then, like I said, the secondary and, you know, special teams, we don't talk about that much. And Washington Washington Commanders almost made a boo-boo and said the other name. But I caught myself. <laughs> but, you know, they're looking at the special teams as far as who's going to be your punt returner, who's going to be your, your um, you know, your kickoff returner. And they're still uh, players to make the team and also. And then, you know, the kicking game, uh, you know, they brought two punters in right now just to put some pressure you know on joey slay so it so that's that's those are the the areas that i probably would say that you need to watch more so because uh those are the areas that you saw a little struggle still mm. well hopefully get their kicking situ their kicking situation since they let they, since they let your guy go right hopkins yeah because hopkins <laughs> is already taken i know right it's already <laughs> i mean he's he's not he's, you know he, he was out last year nursing the injuries but you, you know, you want to also see, you know, you know what you've got in Eric the enemy, you know, as far as the scheme he's throwing in. But you want to see how much is he going to, you know, expose a little bit, uh, trying to see what Sam is doing. But uh, the development of Sam is coming on with the quarterback coach. And, you know, uh, I know that Ron Rivera uh, said that he's going to meet with, 
you know, uh, the coaches, and they'll probably discuss how much this team or the starters are going to play come Monday night. But I think that in the, you know, with only three preseason games, the second game is where you see the starters a little bit more, you know, because cut down is coming. So one, you got to know what you, you're going into because they can't have any hiccups when the, at the start of the season. So true, so true. Hey, Donna, thanks for being on. Before we let you go, how can our listeners catch your content on social media, also, you know, on YouTube, and how they can watch your show? It's still on Masson, like on Masson and, and everything else. Yeah, uh, on uh, social media uh, platform, uh, on Instagram, DJ Hop 32 uh, they can Twitter. You know, I don't do Twitter a lot, but at, you got on me Twitter doing at little... Donna Hopkins underscore. I'm gonna say yeah, on you Twitter got me at... doing that a little bit. <laughs> Facebook Donna J Hopkins, and then they could also content wise is go to our podcast in the minute. There you, go. you know, we're posting everything from tra- from training camp and. Uh, Tony McGee's Pro Football Plus TV show on Masson. We start the first week uh, after the, that Monday after the first regular season game. So, you know, uh, if you want to know what's been going on in camp and want to hear from some of the rookie players, some of the veteran players, go check out In The Minute Podcast. And don't forget to uh, like and subscribe if you want to stay updated with all the latest happenings. Did I get that right, Wally, this time? I, I think you did. I'm proud of you. You did a good job. You, you, even said, you even said subscribe and like. You even said subscribe <laughs> and like. I am very proud of you. Like, I don't Thank even you. have to help y'all. I'm, I, I I'm feel learning good. for the best. You too. <laughs> <laughs> well, Don, thanks for being on. You know, I appreciate you. Uh, hopefully, Always great to kick it with you guys. All the time. Appreciate Donna. you, Donna. All the time, Donna. All right, Donna, thank you and have a blessed one, okay? We'll get you on again. You too. All right. Again, uh, follow Donna on Twitter. That's at Donna Hopkins underscore and on IG at DJ Hop 32. She, like, she rocks 32 because her favorite basketball player is my favorite Magic basketball Johnson. player. Yeah. That's what you all, that's yeah. what you both have in common. Yep. You know it. <laughs> all right. When we get back from the break, Bowie TV Sports Raven podcast, po- excuse me, reporter, <laughs> not podcast, reporter, Karita Parks will join us to talk about the Baltimore Ravens side of the joint practice after the break. It's the Urban Sports Scene. For ages. You dig? Or Empire Media, that's EmpireMedia.com. Dot com. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Right. 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 Feel me now, listen. Mama loved me, Pop left me, Mickey fed me, Annie dressed me, Eric fought me, made me tougher. Love you for that, my. No matter what, bruh, Marcy raised me, and whether right or wrong, streets gave me all I write in this song. Hootie babysitted, changed my diapers. Gil introduced me to the game that changed my life up. East Trenton grew me. Had me skipping school. Valencia's boyfriend, Volvo, had me making moves. Mama raised me. Pop, I miss you. God help me forgive him, I got some issues. Mickey cleaned my ears. Annie shampooed my hair. Eric was fly. 
I used to steal his gear, I was the baby boy I could do no wrong, years going past fast Let's move along, kitchen table That's where I hone my skills Jazz made me believe this was real Labels turned me down, couldn't foresee Clark sought me out, Dane believed Primo laced me, Ski did too Reasonable doubt, classic, shoulda went triple Mama loved me, Pop left me Grandma dressed me, plus she fed me Banana pudding, what's in the hood then? Puffing on, drinking pink champagne Tie road with a VA spot Tone Mike Zoe and them VA's locked Big, what's up, ha? Beehaw hated the fact I put rap to the back Money pouring in, clientele growing out Birth of my first nephew, time to slow it down October 21st, Lavelle came to the world Followed by three more boys and then a baby girl Mama loved me, TT, Uncle Jay Loves you to death, won't let no trouble come your way Oh, can't forget my man down in Maryland He's gone to November, how can I not remember? Tell your moms I'm never haunting Embra And your son too, it's nothing I won't do Unless you was me, how could you judge me? I was brought up in pain, y'all can't touch me Police pursue me, chase, cuff, and subdue me Talk to me rudely, cause I'm young, rich, and I'm black And living the movie, not living by rules New rapper trolling the city, follow my crews Blink, you're still with me, what did I say? Time is coming, you one hit away Means I ain't trying to change you just give you some game to make the transition from the street to the fame. My mama loves me. Loves me. Sports scene with Wole and Will T, and we are part of Amplifier Media. That's AmplifierMedia.com. All righty. Right now, we have the lady, Miss Karita Parks. She's going to bring us the Baltimore Ravens side of the dual practices that have been going on this week. Mm-hmm. Um, Karita is also the founder of Double Take Sports. What's up, Karita? What's up? How Hi. y'all doing? Doing good, Miss Parks. How about yourself? Good. I'm doing good. All right. My first question, the most important question is, where was lunch this week in Baltimore? <laughs> where was lunch? Lunch was actually at the facility because oh, since, since there were guests, <laughs> they had food for us. So. Oh, okay. All right. They eat yeah. our crab cakes? Because it's Baltimore. They should eat our crab cakes. They did not give us crab cakes. Oh, um, Today, it was... <laughs> I, I heard yesterday they had barbecue. Today I was there. They did not have barbecue. They had um, sandwiches. But honestly, maybe because I was hungry for being out in the sun, everything was really good. Yeah, <laughs> that's because you're in the sun. That's why. Yeah, everything good when you're hungry. 
That's a trick. I know. <laughs> All right, let's let's get into it. But no, Baltimore, like, they ain't gonna get no seafood. It's Baltimore. Well, I they mean, wild. that's wild. They wildin'. I mean, you nah, know, it was it's, no it's, seafood. Nah, you know, crab cakes are expensive. Crab, you have you been paying watching the news? Like, crab meat is expensive now. I know it is, but still, it's still. Now they do. They had Jimmy, Jimmy seafood on site, but that's like it was a food truck. So oh, that's buy. trash again. Yeah. Look, man, at least they Baltimore. They. They're, they're Listen, a football man. team, bro. They can, they, can, they can afford some crab cakes for the, for the media. You don't know what their bottom line is. If I was an owner, I would give my. No, you would. Probably not. No, you would. But wouldn't. look, 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 look. I would, look, I would, it, would be, it would be assumed that I would give them crab cakes. At least, at least give y'all some Obey. They get some fries with some Obey. At least y'all some Obey. Nah, they they met the obligation of feeding us. <laughs> All right, well let's not let's let's not talk about them and then they hear this and then they don't want to feed Corita. That's true. Later That's on, true. Down yeah. Down. Yeah. Let's not All do right, that. so we just had Donna Hopkins. She was she gave us her perspective on the Washington Commanders um, mm-hmm. dual practice with the Ravens. What were you were at practice today? How did, how did the Ravens offense look against the Commanders defense? So I felt like they, they had their good moments, and uh, I would say it was fairly evenly matched. But what I will say is there were a lot of times where the commander's secondary did lock up the receivers. That was something I definitely noticed. Emmanuel Forbes Jr., he was just um, – I mean, he was having a – he's imp- he's fairly impressive is what I will say. Um, I will – Lamar Jackson, he had more of an inconsistent throwing day. He had receivers open. Um, Odell Beckham actually beat Emmanuel Forbes Jr. at one point, but Lamar missed him on the throw. So Lamar left some left some um, plays on the field today for sure, for sure. But um, Tariq Black, he's one of the wide receivers. He had a good day on the wide receiver side. Uh, Zay Flowers, I mean, he had a good day too against the secondary as well. So I would say um, it was fairly evenly matched today. But what what stood out to me the most was that Lamar was more inconsistent. Okay. Um, I know you said yesterday you weren't at the practice. Um, right. I know that a, a fight broke out, but I believe, between Emmanuel Forbes and I forgot. There's fights everywhere. Yeah, I and Tyler Wallace. Yeah. Tyler Wallace. Yeah. What, what was the level of intensity today during practice at, in the aftermath of those fights breaking out? Oh, it was still intense. Ten minutes in practice, The I was on the side because I was just more interested in seeing the Ravens' offense against Commander's defense. But on the other side... <laughs> With Commander's offense against Ravens defense, a fight broke out like 10 minutes into practice. Mm. So that was a pretty big fight. They had to break it up, break that one up. I heard um, Brian Robinson and Patrick Queen had a little squabble. All the squabbles was on the side with the Commander's offense and the Ravens defense today, that's for sure. But no, I... They were intense again today because I was thinking because of all the fights yesterday that there may not be as many today, but they were definitely out there fighting again. Yeah, I, <laughs> I saw some of the fights. Cody Barnes, little bitch, because I ain't gonna hold you because because Andrew. Can Taylor, you use that word? I can call, I can call somebody a bitch if I think he a bitch. Like he like got thrown. He thrown. <laughs> he threw. Uh, what's his name? Andrews threw. Uh, think Andy Johnson? Johnson to the ground. Yeah, he threw him to the ground, and Cody Barton just watched. 
Like he right there, he just watched. Hmm. I mean, maybe he's not that close with him. You know what I mean? Maybe he was processing what happened. Exactly. You know what <laughs> I mean? It's fight. It's fight or flight. You know what I mean? True. Some people fight. Some people. It's a flight situation where you just stand there. You know, he was. He wasn't a good teammate. Okay, yeah, I think that that's, better. that's, 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 that's fair. Yeah. That's a little harsh. That was a little harsh. I it was, was a little harsh. High five, Wilty. You're right. High five. High five. I'm sorry. I apologize, Wilty. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was just. He wasn't a great teammate right there. All right. So, who, in terms of for the Ravens, who gave the Commanders the most problems? Would it be like a Zay Flowers for you when you was watching it? Yeah, it was definitely him because of just how he runs his routes and he can make defenders miss. Um, also he can draw the penalties and he was, he did that again today. He had, he had a touchdown and I forget there was one other, um, good play, but for sure he was definitely, I would say the one who stood out the most and was most consistent today. But like I said, because he is twofold with him, he can draw the penalties, but then he can also make plays. And you saw that today. So I want to go back to something you said, you were talking about Lamar. Lamar mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson. Um, you said he struggled. Like, how would you grade grade his play today at, at camp? You know, because I'm always in, I'm interested about him. You know, this is a new offense for him. Trying to, I'm interested to see like where his comfortability with this offense. So, how would you grade his performance today? That's a tough one. Um, I'd give him a B minus because okay. like when he connected, he connected, but it was just the. The over and under throws. I don't know. I might have to give him a C today, actually, okay. just because, you know, I think that he could have connected better with his receivers. It's like I said, he had open receivers, mm-hmm. open players, and and he would just either underthrow them or overthrow them. Karina, let me ask you a question um, about this is about Sam Howell versus the Ravens defense. Um, mm-hmm. The Ravens de- defense, they're their front line is a relatively lengthy, tall front line. Sam mm-hmm. Howell is pretty, uh, to be fair, he's not, he's below average height for a starting NFL quarterback. Sure, sure. Did you, did you notice a number of um, balls being swatted down at the line of scrimmage? Shut up, Wally. Um, <laughs> versus, um, versus the, versus the Ravens deep defense today in practice, or was it just um, <laughs> business as usual? I don't think it was, so I'm going to tell you, being that I was on the other side of the field, I was looking at the commander's offense and the Ravens defense from afar. So it was a bit further. Okay. I don't recall balls being swatted down <laughs> as a line of scrimmage. The Ravens defense definitely had their times where they were putting the pressure on him and he had to scramble. Mm-hmm. But there was more scrambling, I would say, than <laughs> the them balls being swatted down. But that's <laughs> see what, what you did, Will? See what you call it? Listen, to be listen. fair, I wasn't, I wasn't as close to that side. Let, but. Listen, well, like, how do you expect me to deliver <laughs> that phrase? How, how, how would you have delivered you that phrase? You could have come into America moment or something. You could have been like, <laughs> the football <laughs> was swatted. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, was t- I, was, I was in my mind, I was processing. I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. Let me just I, say I need it. to stop watching like Cameron and Mace. That's the problem. Um, so, so in terms of like, all right, so, you know, obviously after practice, you, we're hearing a lot of stuff about this joint practice and whatnot. But I kind of want to get the Ravens' point of view of things. You know, we still we cover the commanders a lot, but I still want to get the Ravens' point of view. Um, mm-hmm. How did like Jim Harbaugh, I mean Jim, how did John Harbaugh, <laughs> what was how did he rate or what did he think about today's practice? 
Well, <laughs> he basically said that he was he was pleased with today's practice, and he of course states the commanders. He felt like it was a good, basically a good opportunity for them to like, kind of see where they were at against another team because you have to remember the starters did not play in preseason so you kind of got to see see them so it was just more for him he didn't really rate or say he said he was looking more at the big picture so he didn't really rate or say you know I want to see this improve I want to see that improve but he did comment that he was more so looking at the big picture not necessarily looking at a certain group and what they were doing um but more than anything, he felt like it was an opportunity for them to be competitive against another team. And like I said, kind of gauge where they're at. So do you think that – actually, let me ask this question. So do you – I mean, you know, you said they didn't play a lot. They didn't – the Stars didn't play last game. Do you expect them to play mm-hmm. enough a lot this game? Do you expect them to play – I mean, the Monday night game, do you expect them to play like a half or or maybe a Not based less than on a what – I mean, let's – I mean, it's always – it's always possible – that John Harbaugh does not want to show his hand. Uh-huh. But based on what he said, he said we would see more of the same in Monday's preseason as far as like what we saw okay. in the last preseason game. So it doesn't sound like he plans on starting his starters. Ooh, okay. And, I mean, there's a long list of, of Ravens secondary that's hurt. Uh-huh. Then we got the news Marlon Humphreys having – he'll be having surgery – so it's a good possibility he doesn't want to risk anyone else getting hurt. But I mean, I think you do start, you do kind of have to start making the decision when are you going to play your starters? Because I do think personally, some preseason reps are helpful. Sure. All right, Karita. Even though preseason stats don't count, and the <laughs> games don't count, and the records don't count. <laughs> um, the Ravens are still technically, I believe, what twenty four and zero. Twenty four and zero, man. Twenty four and zero in their last preseason games. They're amazing. Has there, has there been any talk of keeping the streak going or anything like that during during the they camp do. that you observed so during after, camp or heard of camp? So after the game the other night, there was like a like one of the players commented it felt good to keep the streak going, but that's just someone asked. So there was no proactive commentary about the keeping the streak going they would respond if someone asked them about it like yeah it felt good to keep the streak going that kind of thing but there was no proactive comment about the streak it came more so from if they were asked about it and i have heard nothing about that so far this week however i think that's because mostly the focus was on the joint practice which i think was just a lot for everyone to get through so Okay. Um, we'll see what the rest of the week, the commentary from the rest of the week. But I doubt that they'll talk much about the street because, you know, low-key. <laughs> I think it's like a low-key behind the scenes, like you want to keep the street going. <laughs> of course. All right, one last question for you about the Ravens. J.K. Dobbins, has he returned back to camp and has he been active on the practice field? Because I know at, at one time I believe he was away from the team. Right. No, he has returned. Um, I don't recall actually seeing him out there today. If I remember correctly, the plan for JK is really to kind of ease him back into things, but um, he is active again with his team. That's good. Like, JK's good. Like, he's been in individual, more so like individual drills, but not 
involved in like not in fully involved in team drills. Okay. Has there been any I guess in you win any uh in you windows or any kind of uh scuttlebutt from the media with regards to his how he is truly physically with um how if he if he's truly physically right versus him just staying away and staying healthy just because of his contract situation. I think, well, not so much from the media. I think it's hard to tell, like, about his physicality because he's only been in individual drills. Mm-hmm. But he looks fine in individual drills. But, you know, I think you would see, you'll see more or would see more if he was participating in the team drills because individual drills are just pretty much, you know, individual. Mm. I do have, like, I do have one, one more question. Did, it, did they do anything today or, or have you heard anything about honoring um, Alex Collins individual past uh, who used to play for this bat play for the football team the running back they besides the statements they did put out statements on their social media and they also sent those um statements to to directly to media but they didn't i didn't i have not heard anything about that so far well, rest in peace to the young brother, man. Absolutely. Sad. Rest yeah, in peace. Right it was a sad situation. Sad situation for real, man. Rest in peace. Too, too young, man. Just mm-hmm. way too young. Hey, Karita, well, thanks for being on the show. Before we uh, let you go, please let our listeners know how they can catch your content on social media. And mm-hmm. I mean, catch you on social media and your content as well. Yeah, definitely. Be sure to follow me on social media, all platforms, at Karita C. Parks. You can also follow me at Double Take Sports. That's at DBL Take Sports. And my Ravens content is on the Bowie TV Sports social media sites as well as their website. All right, Karita. Awesome. Right, make sure you, before you, before you um, train the campaigns, make sure you stop by Golden Dragon. And we want to have you back on. And we want to hear your review <laughs> of that establishment. You really trying to get Wait, is Golden streets, Dragon where I shouldn't be no, going? No, man. Don't listen to him, man. Don't listen to him. Like, don't. Listen, he going to set me up. I know, up. man. I'm not one, setting you up. One, you don't want to go there like after a football. No, it's later. In the, no, you go there when nobody's really there. You gotta, it's, that's a, come listen, on. I just want to hear your honest opinion. Yeah, I mean, I do want to hear honest opinions about the Golden Dragon. I'm telling you, people won't like the food, man. I, they need uh, Golden Dragon needs to sponsor, sponsor the show. Real talk. Like, we'll have to see, though, because... You know, when I go to the stadium for games, yeah. it's pretty much that's it. So you will be covering all the home games? Yeah, she, yeah she's going to be covering. Yeah, you're covering all home games, right, Karita? You're going to all home games, right? That is the plan. That, all right. So, yeah, you'll be – man, you're going to stumble into anything in Baltimore. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's, it's B-more. Like, they do got – they do got good, they got good location, good food in Baltimore. They I do will, have I will good vouch, food. I will, I, will, I will definitely I will vouch, say that. I will vouch for be, be more. They got good food. But you're trying to get hurt in the streets, man. Like, Golden Dragon is the streets. Golden Dragon. I know. Bro, okay. it's like the streets. Like, they give you, like, this, you know, you know you street when you give them folks free drinks and stuff. It's, you bought the streets. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we have to. Look, just look, wanted well, to get a, I just people. wanted to get a neutral opinion. That's we're, all. We're, 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 we're good people. We, we, don't, we don't set people up here. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I know I'm messing, I'm messing with you. But you would like. <laughs> I think you'd like to go to Dragon. Food's good, and okay. but I'll say this: not everybody. She said, "Okay." She's yeah, like, no, "Hell no!" Hey, no, no. no, no. Let's say this way, Will. Everybody in on a on a Ravens beat media. I don't think they're 
going to Golden Dragon. I'll say that much. <laughs> let's just say that. Let's, oh, let's, goodness. Let's just say that. All right, Karina. Well, thanks for being on. We appreciate you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank you, Miss Parks. All right. You're welcome. Right. Again, follow Karina on Twitter at Karina C. Parks. That's at Karina C. Parks. We'll see. We can go right into the next one, right, bro? Absolutely, man. Let's go. Let's get into it. Uh, all right, so I'll read. I'll, let me, it's, it's about James Harden. We want to talk about James Harden. So yeah, it's all good, man. So I'll, I'll read it. While in China, Philadelphia 76ers guard James Harden came out and said to the world that 76ers president Daryl Morey is a liar and implied that he will not play for the Sixers next season. Uh, James Harden forced himself out of Houston, Brooklyn, and now looks like he's trying to force himself out of Philly. Uh, are you are you Will T getting sick and tired of the whole James Harden drama? Nah, I'm going to say. Or did you think? Or you do you think it's warranted? Listen, I'm going to say this, Damian Lillard. If you're listening, yeah. pay attention to what James Harden does. <laughs> this is how you get out of. Uh, this is how you get out of Portland and you get to Miami, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. James Harden had. Listen, for, people could say whatever they want to say about him. Um, they can think whatever they think about his style of basketball. Mm-hmm. I. I I actually think he's probably one of the five most innovative offensive players that's come along in the game in a, in a, in a while, right? Okay. Um, I don't necessarily agree with the flopping, yeah. but um, at his at his uh, peak, mm-hmm. his uh, his game it was something to marvel at and yeah. something we we really hadn't seen a lot of in the NBA. But um, no, I'm not tired of it. This is a man who has a preferred destination. He says, all right, and plus, we don't actually know what went on between him and Daryl Morey when James Harden took that $14 million pay cut for them to sign P.J. Tucker and um, and I forgot, and Daniel House um, the year before last. Maybe there were, you know, I know the NBA, the NBA uh, did an investigation. They didn't find anything, but at one point, Daryl Morey and James Harden were very close. There could have been a wink nod hand you know handshake type of situation where all right don't worry james we'll take care of you um you take this 14 million dollar pay cut so we get these guys and we'll take care of you you know what i mean while i'm listening to you no <laughs> you're about to say something <laughs> i'm listening to you um uh, I, and i and i'm a, and i like james Harden's basketball i'm different but i, I no but but but, but but listen if you, this is what player empowerment looks like yeah you know we we um some people have a problem with player empowerment and it has made them want to distance themselves from the NBA and watching mm-hmm. the NBA. Um, but this is what player empowerment looks like. Look, I don't want to be traded to um, – I, I want to be traded. I, my preferred destination is L.A. Yeah. I took a discount for you already. Get me to L.A. Oh, you don't want to get me to L.A.? I'll go over to China, the place where um, you, Daryl Moore, you put out a tweet a couple years ago um, with regards to the treatment of um, of how the people were treated in their government. And I'm going to call you a liar right there in front of the world. You say you want to bring me to training camp? You're a liar. Guess what? You bring me to training camp, I'm going to make even more of a stink. So this is, so this is the thing me about James Harden. Like, I, I don't have it like... I don't have an issue with James Harden as a basketball player. I don't. I think a lot of times I think he gets a little. I think he gets a. I think people are overly negative on James Harden, and you know, because I think what he's accomplished in basketball is 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 hard, right? And he's pretty much remixed basketball to make you you know he's changed the game in a way, right? People have copied James Harden's style of playing basketball, and he's influ- he's influential as a basketball player to be honest with you. 
um, for the younger generation. Yeah, there are two, there are two people that I would probably say have trans, transformed. Uh, transformed the game yeah. over the past 10 years. James Harden and Steph okay. Curry. Yeah, and you may not like it, but it's the truth. Yeah. Like for good or bad, he has, tra- yeah. he has transformed. He has changed the game when it comes to basketball. But I have an issue with James Harden is that, like, I'm cool with player empowerment. I really am. Like, what Dane's Leonard's doing, doing, I understand. I'm not mad at Dane. I know a lot of people. I'm not mad at Dane. You know what I mean? I see what he's doing. It's okay. I don't – it doesn't bother me because Dane – this is the first time Dame has ever done it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But when you show – when you're showing me a, a, a rec, you're showing me a trend that you consistently do it, and it hasn't even been long, bro. Like, it's been the last four years. Like, four, three to four years you've done this. Recently. It's not even spread out. Like recently, you have tried to get out of every situation. Okay. So, right, I mean, you've been in Houston for a while because you, you like Houston. Yeah. All right. But you went out of Houston, right? Brooklyn, you were the vibe in everybody else. Just went out of Brooklyn. I just went out. You know, Philly, Philly. Before, like, we ever heard talks during, like, he wanted out of Philly earlier. Yeah, we talked like he, like he was flirting with yeah, Houston. Yeah, or, exactly. I don't know if yeah, it was him or his camp yeah, putting but, it out in yeah. the media. But you know that when there's when there's smoke, there's fire. Like my thing is like. I'm kind of sick of it when it comes. I'm sick of it. Like, you're doing it too frequently. Because when it comes to player empowerment, right, it's okay. I get it. Like, spend some time in a, in a, in a, in a venue. But, dude, like, hopping hop every other year, it's a little different. Okay, let me ask you this. And, and you do it a certain way. Like, fat body suit James Harden. Like, come on, bro. Like, and all of a sudden you're skinny when, you go, when, you, when you're in Brooklyn. Hey, like, it he, is what it is. He, 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 he's too much for me. No, okay. Let me ask. You, let me ask you this. Yeah, and and I know your workplace is different than his workplace, yeah. right? Um, you say, "Hey, I need some help." Yeah. I'm gonna take a pay cut. Yeah. I want you. I'm gonna take a pay cut, and you're gonna sign these two guys, my yeah. guys, yeah, right? Yeah, I give you a year. It doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. Um, when my con, when your contract is up, and now you want to be paid, you won't pay me. And you won't pay me. Yeah. What would you do? I'd be pissed. I agree. Same thing James Harden's doing right now. Right, let me say this though. Do we know? I don't know the story though with that. Like I don't. I can't. I don't believe. But I think I don't believe in James Harden. That's my thing. Like I don't even believe James Harden. Why not? Because James Harden was showing me a trend of, of just doing dirty stuff to get out of situations. He wore it's a fat suit, dirty. bro. It's he wore dirty. a fat suit. It's dirt. It's, it's dirt. You wore dirty. a fat suit. T- t- you wore a fat suit, bro. What did you do? Do we you? know that? Okay. You okay? I'm sorry. Let me go back. You look. It's alleged. Certain, okay. It's alleged. It's allegedly. Wore, allegedly. You're right. He wore, allegedly. He wore a fat suit. Okay, sorry. He may not wear a fat suit. It, but it's a, it looked like he wore a fat suit because he was one size one week, and as soon as he made the trade, he was a Maybe that's the lighting, and maybe that's the clothing. Right. We'll go with that story. We'll see. Okay. okay, you played a certain way. But then he played a certain way in that game. Like, he played, like you have shown, like, if anything, like, if, show, if someone shows you, all right, give you a prime example. AD wanted out of New Orleans. Mm-hmm. But he did not. But he didn't do it classlessly. Like he wanted to play, and he wanted to, and he even performed when he did play. They just sat him because you know what? You don't want to be here. We're just gonna sit you, right? But the professionalism was there. He showed you a trend. Uh, I mean, he showed you his character within that, right? James Harden goes about it a whole different way. Ad got out. He got out of. He got out of New Orleans. Didn't go to route the He went. Out. So my thing is like, I'm just sick of the way he goes about things. Like, that's my thing with James Harden. I get what you're saying. Like, the way he goes about it is horrible. And he does it consistently. And then, like, let me put it, put it this way, even easier than that. That dude don't care about winning. Like, I don't care about You can't say that. Okay, you know what? My perception that. is he doesn't care about okay. winning. That's because better. I would say, because yeah. I would t- to, to counter that, yeah. I would tell you against Boston, 
uh, what was it, game two when Joel Embiid didn't well. play? That game winning shot, like the clutch. He won. Clutch. He, he won, won that game, that game yeah, for he them. That, yeah, yeah. He won that game. If uh, Joel Embiid was not there, James Harden yeah. carried that team no, to Joel a victory. Joel Embiid, yeah, he was. Yeah, he wasn't clutch either. Yeah, you're right. No, no, J- no, James not, Harden carried that team to no, that victory. I've said that. Okay. Again, yeah. I, I, again, me bashing James Harden now, right? Does mm-hmm. not is that, not saying that I don't like James Harden's basketball game. Right. No, well, I, I get, I get I, what you're I saying. You're tired of the antics. I'm just tired. You're of the tired antics. of the antics. Like it gets old. Okay, what it if? Gets old. Okay, what if he? What is there anything to the person who knows a situation isn't working and says, "I want out early," opposed yeah. to the guy who says, "You know what? You know what? I'm gonna stay in this for true. five years." That's true, but also then it gets to a point where maybe it ain't you, maybe it ain't them. Is you like because every situation like you're of recent. Your temperament has been this way. And it's not like you're a guy. And no, not again. He, I, I'm going to say this, he gets a bum rap. I do agree with it. But it's not like you're a guy that's putting out rings, bro. Like, real talk. In playoff performances, and I hate the argument. Like, I feel like sometimes it's unfair because things have happened. And even in Houston, Chris Paul goes down. So he has a load. He has to shoulder, shoulder the load of the other squad, yes. right? But. It's un- it's unfair, but when you're the superstar, that's it is what it is, right? You mm-hmm. have to you have to highest paid player, highest, highest yes. paid player. This is what it is. This is what comes to the territory. Former league MVP. Yeah, exactly. All yes. that, but and you've shown like a trend in postseason to not be the same dude in the postseason that you are in the regular season. Most people aren't. Yeah, but you know what I mean. But when you're yes, when you're MVP you're level though, right? It's it's different though, right? Because he's MVP level. There's an assumption that yeah. you would take your game exactly, to another level. exactly, right? Yes. So I understand. Like when. All right, when you're not when you're not doing that, bro, like dog, it comes now it comes off like you ain't even about like you're not even about that life, about that 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 mode. And I just to me that's what bothers me about So uh, and again, I like James Harden. Okay. And well, I like James Harden. Right, but let, let let me can I retort? Yeah, go ahead. All right. When before he won it out in Brooklyn. Yeah. He came to Brooklyn with the under the assumption that it would be him, Kyrie, and KD. Yeah. Him, Kyrie, and KD only played what, like twenty games yeah, together? Yeah, Kyrie because of Kyrie. And yes, and but but James Harden when him and um, when James Harden and KD were in the playoffs against the Bucks, yeah. he didn't. I'm not going to sit here and lie. He played, and say, he played hurt. That's yeah, not fair to him. He, I don't, he played I'm hurt. Gonna, I don't, I don't he, trash him for that. Yeah, series. he played hurt. It didn't work out. Once he once he realized, listen, it's Kyrie, him. dude. This ain't going to work out. I want out of here. Yeah. Then he goes to Philly, right? Um, gets to Philly with Joel Embiid. Yeah. What, he has, what, two seasons with Joel Embiid? Yeah, two seasons. The first, you know, the first season he went there, they got knocked out of playoffs. Yeah. And then um, he says, all right, I'm going to take a $14 million pay cut. Yeah. Sign these two dudes so you can make this team better to get us over the hump. And even that, though, he, there was talk that he wouldn't come back. Yeah. Okay. But – if I take a fourteen million dollar pay cut, okay, I did what I needed to do yeah, to take of course, care. Of course, of course. Now you need to do what you need. You didn't do what you needed to do, which was surround this team, d- develop to, to develop this roster and, mm-hmm. and build a championship roster around me and a league MVP. Mm-hmm. Now I want out. I want out because you're not honoring your side, or you're not doing. I'm not gonna say you're honoring your side of the deal. Yeah. You're not doing all that you can do. Yeah. To make this a championship roster, even though I've done what I can do to make this a championship roster, which is take a $14 million pay cut. And on top of that, you don't want to pay me? Nah, kick rocks. I'm out of this motherfucker. 
<laughs> I actually, I know we got a comment. I'm trying to look it, look it up, uh, look for. I think um, our, our homie did. George, yeah, George got a comment. He had a comment about this. No, it's actually another one. He had a comment about this stuff. Oh. It's all good, man. No, I'm gonna find it. I ain't worried about this. I'm gonna find it. But, but no, I just to me, I, I just keep it a buck. Like I can't, and I've been trying to, and I've been taking, and I've been. I've been taking up for James Harden in my for this argument I have in 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 in, in general just about his time in the NBA like I don't like how y'all be going at him and this that and the other but bro like some dude no, sometimes look, just, look dude if I gave up the ultimate go ahead you make your comment so uh, George we talking about you know are you, you know are you sick of the shenanigans George said yes but this particular situation Harden is more stint against than the center yes. The man took a 14 mil, 14, look, you're, it, none of us should be under the illusion that James Harden is the same James Harden and he has seven more years left in the NBA. No, James Harden probably has a good three to four years. See the how, way he's playing, the way he's, okay, see how, the I, way he's playing now, he probably has a good three to four years left because of his age, uh, right, to be a focal point of a championship team, right? Oh, be a focal point. Be a folk be not I'm not excuse me, focal point is the wrong word. Um to be one of the top 3 players on a championship team. Do you think that's a fair statement? I think that this is my thing about James Harden. You didn't answer the question. So uh, yes or no question. Yes or no. I I disagree. I think he could be. I'm tell you so why. you so you think outside of three so you think five years from now he James Harden no, he could, could be a top three player on a championship yeah, squad? I think, I think it's a choice that I think it's James. The issue with James Harden is not James Harden can ball like he can really ball. He just has to like stop playing the way he plays in the. I mean, in the postseason, it's try, he has to stop searching for fouls in postseason play. James Harden can still score anytime he wants. He is that skilled. Step back is still mean. Has mean step back. It's not like his game is ever based off off, off athleticism. Let's no, keep it's it not. It's not based off athleticism. He can get buckets. Like he can get buckets. It's not a thing. Like that's him not getting. He's still he's strong. He can push in a block if he wanted to, and 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 play off there if he wanted to. It's not James Harden can score, and it's just that he gets in his own head in the postseason, thinking that regular season ball is going to be postseason ball. He is a gifted scorer. He can shoot the three. He can shoot a mid if he wanted to. Choose not to shoot the mid. He can. He can. He's strong enough to when he does go to the bat to the basket. He's strong enough to get you a playoff foul to go to the line. He just chooses to try to to search out fouls. That doesn't work in the postseason. So we're essentially knocking a man because he wants to get a championship, and he says, "All right, I know this isn't going to work, and you're not paying me." James Harden. I can't make the argument he wants to go to get a championship because he wanted to go back to Houston, and he wanted to go back to Houston, and that was far from a championship squad. So I can't make the well. Sorry, rumor had it. Let me be yes. fair. Rumor, rumor had it, it. and it was a, and some of some some good insights were stating that he wanted to go back to Houston. I'm not sure James Harden is about winning a championship. Personally, I don't. I personally don't think he is. That's my opinion. I don't think he is about winning a championship. But again, oh, but you like you can't I, say that. You don't know what's in I his said, heart. No, 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 no. I told you. It's my opinion. I said. Okay, I said. Yes. No, I said. Okay, I said, okay, I said okay, he isn't. Right. In my opinion, I don't think he's about winning a championship. Just from the the people that I've seen, who like the people that like who I'm going to compare it to, like <laughs> just watching and the way he walks walks with it. I don't personally believe it. I could be wrong. I don't. Again, I don't know what is in his, what's in his heart. You know what I mean? For real, you're right. But by viewing James Harden, I'm like, I don't see it. You know what I'm saying? But 
Whatever happens, I'm sick of this routine. That's all. I, when it comes to him, I'm sick of this routine. You know what I'm saying? That's all. I'm just sick of it. Like I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping James Harden get your money. Get your money. He got his money. How much money are you gonna get? He got a bunch of no, money. No, he didn't get his money. I mean, in general, how, how much he get in Houston? How much I he mean, get in Brooklyn? He, he, got, he, got, he got money. <laughs> listen, I'm not counting his pockets, but he got. I money. mean, but you know, based on the market and based on the skill, right? he can money. get more money. Oh yeah, I think that. Look, if he want to leave. He can leave. But, but this is the thing. He'll go somewhere else. Yeah. And he'll pretty much, he'll pretty much try to get out of that situation too. He might. You know what I'm saying? And but there's the, nothing wrong with that. And that is my issue with, and that truth, truth be, truth be told, that is my problem with player empowerment. We're do, it, it, it's too frequently. It's too frequent. And I get it. I lo- and I love, and I understand why. You can't say that. Look, boy, man. man. It's, it's millions of people out here who job hop, who take a job and, and they're there for a year, a year are and a half. Contract? And, are they huh? under contract though? No. These dudes are under contract. This is different. You're getting, this is the thing. This is different. You're, I, you're right. You have the element, you have the ability to quit. In your job today, yeah. You don't, you may, and, and believe me, I understand. Like hard times, right? You may not want to. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you gotta take a risk and quit, right? Them dudes are under contract. They getting their money. They under contract. You chose. You you sign that thing. It's different from the NFL. I, like NFL is different. Like when you when you make this argument about the NFL, mm-hmm. I'm with you because mm-hmm. them dudes can they can quit on your contract. They can cut Absolutely. you. Absolutely. But the NBA, they, it's a they, they you contract. get your money guaranteed. Yeah. You can guarantee. So if, when it comes to player empowerment in the NBA, when a guarantee, when you get paid good, guarantee you, you look three years ago that deal was mean. It was. Then all of a sudden you ain't happy, and that, now it's like yeah, because that's what I'm saying, you like, know, listen, happiness is fleeting. I agree. Right? Like happiness, you I are agree. always chasing happiness. You like you could be happy in the moment, but. In that next millisecond, happiness is gone. So you need to go and continue to pursue happiness. And he wants to pursue happiness in L.A. We do know that, you know what I'm saying, what they say, them niggas ain't loyal. That, <laughs> that nigga ain't loyal. <laughs> he is loyal. He was loyal. He took a pay cut. Yeah. He took a pay cut for you. Yeah. I mean, that's what I will give him credit for. He did take a pay cut. He so. took a pay cut. No, I'm going to give him credit for that. No, real talk. Real talk. I'm so that's loyal. That. I mean, that is $14 loyal. million dollars in loyalty because you believed in and, a front yeah. office official. Yeah. You believed that in Daryl Morey's vision yeah. to build a championship but, team around but, you. But I or not to put, to put a championship around roster around. But I will say this though: okay. he took a pay cut for who though? For PJ Tucker. Yeah, and Daniel House. And they play for they play with him in Houston, right? Right. They're his boys. So yeah, they're his boys. Took a pay cut for his boys. <laughs> uh, nonetheless, he still took a pay no, cut no, so I'm they could bring so they could bring him in. He's a good friend to them. We don't know that that those could have okay. That's fair, but we don't know if Daryl Morey said, "Hey." I'm sure he we need all it too. we need you to take a pay cut to add their Man. players their players that we believe can strengthen this roster. This is what I think happened with that with that mm-hmm. situation, which I do. Let's go back. I agree that he like that. I can agree. I can see a situation where Daryl Daryl Morey lied to him, right, in terms of like not giving him his money. But I will say I'll say this though, because I do think that it, it was done in unison. What I mean by that is that these are this is these two guys, House and Tucker, are guys that Morey. And Harden are cool. Like, they have a relationship, right? They right. played in Houston. They were all in Houston together. So it's probably like, hey, let's bring the band back together. Yeah. Like, 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 like let's keep it a buck. Like, you're using that angle for it to, like, we're going to bring the band back together and we're going to do this thing, right? So, yeah. And and and, and I'm sure, so, but Harden, James, we need you to, for us to do it, man. I need you to cut off a little bit, man, so we can get these guys to get, so we can just have our mob back together. 
I got you down the road. I can see him saying that. I, I, I get you. I, I get this. Yes. I get this. I'm a realist. Yeah. I get this. I got you down the road. And it didn't happen. Yeah. Right? So he's pissed. I get yeah. it. I'm just annoyed with James Harden. I'm just annoyed that James Harden. This is a James Harden thing all over again. Nah. That's James, all. do your thing. I, sometimes you want to you you get out of Philly. If you know that, hey. calling Daryl. If Daryl Morey lied to you, call him out on it. Call him out on it. Get yourself out of Philly. If he, if he lied, he lied. I'm not gonna knock it. If it's true, he lied. You know, it is what it is. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue against a liar, right? I'm not gonna do that. Yeah. But I will say this though: sometimes the boy that cries wolf all the time. Sometimes you're just gonna have to like it is what it is. You're gonna have to it, look. So it, it's unfair, right? It, to your point, well, like you're you are having a you having a valid argument, very valid argument. Like it's really it's a good, it's very good argument. This is this one's a really good argument. So <laughs> this is how you always do like don't be arrogant, nigga. I'm Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> you get some of my credits, you just go run with it and shit. But I was saying, like, I'm, all I'm saying is that that there is something to a point where if you keep doing something and the one time you are totally like it's totally true. You're gonna the like somebody like me, not everybody, but somebody like me is gonna be like, Oh, this dude again. You know what I mean? This dude again. He ain't happy. Let's do it again. You know what I mean? It does go that to like, because we see people all the time. Like, they'll be, oh, this happened to me. This happened to me. This happened to me. You're like, bro, ain't that serious? And then the last time something really did happen to him, but you don't really believe him. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't. So I think Harden is in that boat right now. Because I got a lot of people on Twitter. Like, they even I did a poll, and it's 100%. They stick with his shenanigans. Like, nobody's vibing him. Like, I mean, that's those people on Twitter. I say, I say, James. Keep pushing the envelope. They say they want to bring you to training camp. Cool. You show up at training with camp a with a fat suit, or, or whatever. And <laughs> and if the first part, and you get your agent to contact someone in the media and ask them to to, to ask you a question about Daryl Morey, and you put pressure on them. Hey man, James, you just come on the Urban Sports scene, bro. We here for you. We'll talk. We'll talk that. We'll talk that mess with you, bro. And you can change my mind, man. You can change my mind. You know what I'm saying? You can go to Cali, get some weed. You know what I'm saying? We can do it all up. We can do it all up. Get, get, eat some edibles. You know what I'm saying? Nah, you can have edibles <laughs> for yourself, dog. I do not fuck with edibles. Hey, man, we got to wrap this show up, man. This has been fun, man. Hey, and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Just search the Urban Sports Scene. Also, follow us on Twitter. At Urban Sports Scene, IG at Urban Sports Scene, and like our Urban Sports Scene Facebook page. Do not forget to subscribe to our Urban Sports Scene YouTube channel as well. Got a lot of good content from the Antoine Russell fight. We spoke to Antoine Russell, Gary Antoine Russell. Um, we spoke to uh, Benavidez. Oh, you did? Video. Yeah, I got a video. Okay. That's what's spoke up. To, uh, Benavidez. We talked about the good, like the younger brother. Yeah, yeah, he did. So we spoke to him. Talked to he talked to us about uh, Canelo, Andrade. And the Charlo brothers. Yeah, Andre. I, I'm I'm curious to see, not curious. I'm interested to see that fight with Andrade. Um, I think it's going to be. Um, well, it'll, well, be it'll be it'll be it'll be a bench, Andre, Yeah, it's going to be a benchmark for him because um, Andrade is a guy who we know is a very good technical. Not good technically. He's a slick. He's a boxer, which is a guy that I'm not going to say Benavidez has not encountered thus far. I'm going to say he may not have encountered a guy. With this resume and talent level, that is a big. I'm gonna say this. That is a big boy. I've been told that. I've been he, told he's a big dude. Yeah, uh, cruiserweight for real. Yeah. Cruiserweight borderline. 
for him to make weight, oh, yeah, that's a struggle. <laughs> hey, check out the home of the urban sports scene, Amplifier Media, at AmplifierMedia.com. And the show can be found on the Podcast DC app. Download the Podcast DC app to hear all of the Amplifier shows as well as other great content. Hey, man, appreciate everybody for tuning in. Appreciate the guests, uh, Donna Hopkins, Karita Parks, man. We, we appreciate the love, man. Appreciate the comments on on Twitter, social media, um, Twitter, Facebook, um, you name it, man. Even Thread, man. We, we appreciate y'all. Anyway, you've been listening to the urban sports scene. For ages. Yeti. Deuces. On Ampire Media. That's AmpireMedia.com. There you go. Hey, Mega. Lead us out, big homie. Deuces.